You're listening to a podcast edition of Closer to Truth. For more information about this series, visit our website, closertotruth.com. Does God exist? Is time infinite? Each question alone captivates me. I bring them together. Nothing chills me more. If God has endured through an infinite time prior to creation, why didn't God create the world sooner? That's what haunted Leibniz, the great philosopher. God and time are both profound mysteries. If God created time, then how could God be in time and experience its passage? If God did not create time, then how could God be the creator of everything? If I believe in God, don't believe in God, not sure about God, I still must ask, did God create time? I'm Robert Lawrence Kuhn, and Closer to Truth is my journey to find out. I start with Brian Leftow professor of the philosophy of the Christian religion at Oxford. Brian takes the classical view about God and time, not so popular anymore. Brian, what does it mean to ask the question, did God create time? Did God have a choice about whether time would be there or not? Is time something that's just imposed on him or something that he decided on whose nature he determined? Suppose you say that God did create time. Then you've got a problem about the nature of the causation involved. Usually we think the cause comes earlier than the effect. If God is creating time, well, that, the effect of that is the very first instant of time. So there's nothing before that instant. There's nothing earlier than the very first bit of time. So you've got a causal relation without that earlier, later relation. So that's a problem. Yeah. If he didn't create time, then you've got to ask what its relationship is to him. Suppose that it's something independent of God. Well, then. There's this thing that God is just stuck with. He's imposed on by time. He's got to wait for the future, same as we do. He's got to lose his past, except for memory, same as we do. Uh, he's got no choice about any of this. And so it seems that time is able to force itself on God, and that doesn't seem quite right. But suppose, on the other hand, that God has time depending on him as an aspect of his very being. Well, Einstein tells us that space and time are aspects of one thing. So then you wind up saying, well, is space also somehow an aspect of God? Or is Einstein wrong? Do time and space really not fit together the way he said? And I, either of those is a very tough claim to make. So what you're saying then suddenly probes deep logical problems no matter what you do. Right. It's not an optional question on the exam. You know? <laughs> I choose to take the problem with causation. I think God is not in time. Because he's not in time, he's able to create it. Now that involves me in saying there's God's creative action and then there's the beginning of time and this creative action is not earlier than the beginning of time. 
But I think we can make sense of that because the truth is cause doesn't always have to be earlier than effect. Here are my hands coming together. They hit a certain point and they stop. Why? Because the pressure from one is playing off against the pressure of the other. Consider the exact moment when they stop. At that very instant, each was causing the other to be where it is. That means that God just has one instant now that encompasses everything. That's right. If God is outside of time, the future is there for him to see the present and the past. It's all just there at once, and he sees it in one timeless instant. Leibniz had a famous question. Why did God take so long to create the universe? That's a hard question if God is in time, because you're right, then he's waiting literally forever, and then at one particular because moment... Because the, the idea is that yeah. suddenly God created right. the universe. Everlasting time has passed, and suddenly that was the right moment? Why? You know, that's, you know, how could that one moment be specially good? Yeah. Uh, but if God is outside of time, the whole question dissolves. There's no period of time he's living to. You can't wait if your life doesn't take time. Time is the most basic condition of our lives, the thing we can't do anything about. You know, time flows on no matter how we wish we could stop it, no matter how we wish we could change the past. If God is outside of time, he is the one being for whom even time can't impose itself on him. The one being who can even mold time itself to his will, as we could never even hope to do. So it emphasizes the way that God is different and more perfect and greater than we are. Does God experience time, feel time's unstoppable flow, where tomorrow does not yet exist and yesterday shall be nevermore? Brian says no. God is timeless, outside of time, creating time. But today, more theologians believe the opposite, that God is in time, limited by time. To find out why, I go to Cambridge to ask John Polkinghorne, a physicist turned priest, John has strong views about time. Well, in particular, it's very hard to think about time. I mean, Augustine famously said he knew what it was until he started to think about it, then he was uh, perplexed. Yeah. And it's because there's a fleeting present moment. As soon as we've got it, it's gone. So does that mean, in fact, that the real reality is space and time together, the whole space-time continuum? That's called the block universe in some sort of people's way of thinking. And Einstein certainly took that point of view. But that seems to me extraordinary odd point of view to take. It seems to me that our human experience of the flow of time is not a psychological trick of perspective. It's a fundamental part of our experience of time. Let's describe that blocked universe. It's literally where you have three dimensions of space yeah. and one of time. So you have this four-dimensional block right. yeah. and every event in time or space can be picked out and it's kind of there at the same... That's right. There's no now about it. The future's yeah. there, the past there. We have the, we have the impression that we're moving through it, but in fact it, it, it's, it's, all it's, there. it's all there and uh, tomorrow is there as much as, as yesterday and yeah. today. Classical theology of the type that Augustine and Aquinas and so on thought that that's how God knew the world. God was out wholly outside time, looking down on the whole of history laid out before the divine gaze all at once, as they said. So what God saw was the block universe. So relativity backs up the traditional understanding of God. Uh, well, no, I don't think time. so, because I don't think relativity backs up the, the uh, block universe point of view, because I think that this is a world of true becoming. And if it 
is a world of true becoming, then I believe that God will know it in its becomingness. God has condescended in bringing into being uh, a temporal creation. God has condescended to engage with time. Of course, there must be a timeless, eternal character to God. And time came into being with the Big Bang, as far as we know, and God didn't come into being then. But once God had brought into being a, a world of true temporality, then God would engage with, with, with its history. Does that put God subject to time as if constrained and inferior to time being a superset? I think that God chose as an act of divine self-limitation. In allowing creation to be and to be other than God, God also allowed creation to be temporal. It wasn't imposed on God from the outside by some metaphysical principle, but was God's free choice. Some would say a God in time is less perfect because that means that some things to God have receded into the past and some things in the future are unknowable. I don't think it would be less perfect in fact the past. God would have a perfect knowledge and perfect recall of the past. And in relation to the future, I, I actually believe, this is of course contentious, but I actually believe that God does not yet know the future. God accepts, if you like, a limitation of divine knowledge as well as of divine power. And that is no imperfection if the future is not yet there to be known. God must surely know everything that can be known. But if the future is unformed, then even God has to wait to see what form it's going to take. That might scare some people because well, it's, it's, a, a, little, it's well, a little bit dangerous. Yes, it is contentious. But I think that it's, it, it's, it's theologically important because it means that creation is not a sort of play. Mm. It's not, it, it's not a, a pretense. God is, really knows what's going to happen. It's all in divine control and so on. God really is vulnerable, really accepts the otherness of creatures, accepts the reality of time. John says God is in time, and the world is becoming. But if God is in time, isn't God constrained by time? His power diminished? The two views, God in time, or God not in time, are so radically discordant. The clash is astonishing. To Ernan McMullen, God does not, cannot experience time. Ernan's a Roman Catholic priest trained in physics who was chairman of philosophy at Notre Dame. He now lives in Ireland and can meet me in Cambridge. Ernan, many I've talked to, scientists who are believers, will go to the view that God has to be in time. I strongly disagree. If you look at the whole notion of creation within the Judeo-Christian tradition, within the Muslim tradition also, God is the answer to why there should be a universe in the first place. Now, the first feature of that universe, for the physicist as well as everybody else, is its temporal feature. We now see time and space to be interlocked. Yes. You can't create one without the other. I turn to the physicist here and say, don't you think that time and space are tied together? Yes, of course. All right, take it seriously then. Well, they would come back and say that it, it, it is a conceptual impossibility to consider that God does things outside of time because you can't do things outside of time. No, of course, God doesn't do anything outside of time. God simply makes time itself. Whatever else God is, God is certainly not temporal. Temporality is the hallmark 
of limitation of the creature. God is, uh, brings to be from nothing in the sense that there is no materials from which God makes the universe. It's not as though he took something called nothing and made something of it. Let me put it this way. There was no time at which the universe did not exist because time is a condition of the universe itself. Now, if a God is not in time, how could God answer prayer? My response to that is to say that the fact that I freely offer a prayer is a free act on my part, which God has allowed me to make as a free act. You don't require God to be temporal in order that I can do that as a temporal action. But God has to respond. Oh, God has to respond by the creation in the first place. So it's kind of set up mechanically from no, the no, beginning? No, no, because it's not mechanical simply because there's freedom within it. There, there is a freedom on, on my part. Certainly, I, I agree with that. There's a freedom on your part, but now how does God respond to your prayer? By making the kind of universe in the first place within which that prayer is either answered or not. Insofar as I honestly make a prayer, God, as the creator of that free action, can choose a universe without tinkering with it. Uh, in which it's naturally responded to or not. The notion of a special temporality on God's part doesn't attract me at all because in, it, it leaves you, so to speak, with a God who's groping for the future, trying to figure out what's going to happen, hoping that it'll go the right way. And my instinct is that if you have a being sufficient to bring the kind of extraordinary universe to be, it seems to me that to set that kind of limitation of temporality on that being is gratuitous. It's wondrously compelling. A God outside of time, who created time, is a God of unimaginable power and majesty. But if God is not in time, then God's interaction with the world, with humans, seems something of an illusion. God in time or God not in time, both have deep problems. Time seems real. Should I question God? I hear William Lane Craig a Christian philosopher, has a different take. Bill, do we have a bimodal choice, one or the other? Either God is in time or God is outside time. I do think that it is a choice of that sort, Robert, because these are contradictories. The only way you could put them together would be to qualify these in some way. For example, we can say that something can be both black and not black, if it's black at one time, but not black at a later time. You've got to qualify it. But my, my, my struggle is, what does that mean for God's own internal mental life? It would mean that God has a single state of consciousness that never changes. He just knows all tenseless truths about himself, reality, the block, and nothing ever changes. All in this one tenseless moment. Yes. If you have a dynamic theory of time where things are coming into being and passing away, then God is the creator and sustainer of the world, must bring things into being and sustain them in being as long as they exist, and then they pass out of being. So God himself would be in process and would be constantly creatively active in bringing things into being. And he would also know things 
as they come to be and pass away. So his knowledge would constantly be changing. The way I would put it is this, is that God is timeless without creation and he is temporal since the moment of creation. So the decision to create on God's part is a decision to enter into time in order to relate to his creatures. And what I want to suggest is that God's mode of existence is a contingent property of God dependent upon his will. If God chooses to remain changeless and alone and never create, then he will exist timelessly. But if he chooses to create a world, then he will exist temporally. So can he change his mind and go back? Now that's a really <laughs> profound question. Could God say annihilate the universe and resume a state of timelessness? I don't think so. And the reason is that, that he, he doesn't want to or it's impossible. That it would be impossible. You think it's impossible for I, God I, I to do that? I think so because I think that given the nature of time, that if God were to annihilate the world, it would always make sense to say that, there that was. God did, yeah. the world did exist. He did annihilate it there, and, and he no longer exists with a world. So once time comes into being, that fact is always a temporal fact, even if God annihilates everything and goes back to a state of changelessness. So that was a big decision he made. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because that got him into time and we are saying once he was in time, he's locked there forever. Uh, well, the, the word locked, again, is, a, is an emotionally loaded term. In one sense, God liberates his activity and relationships by entering into time so that he can interact with his created world of temporal persons. But of course, God does that with full knowledge. Uh, I think it is part of the condescension of God, frankly, Robert, that God, out of his love for us and his desire to relate to us, would quit this state of eternal, timeless perfection that he enjoyed and enter into, take on our temporal mode of existence in order to sustain relationships with us. Bill neatly divides God's life into two parts. Before creation, God was timeless, not in time. After creation, God became temporal in time. And God's decision was irreversible. There's no going back. The pieces don't yet make a picture. I should check outside Western religion. V. V. Raman is a physicist from the Hindu tradition. V. V. If I believe in a God, how does that God relate to time? Time is actually an illusion. The notion of time arises because of changes that are occurring in the physical universe. If there is no change at all, there will be no time. All that changes is ephemeral, is regarded as illusion in the Hindu world and we use the word maya, meaning that these changes give us a perception of reality, but that reality fades away in due course. But there is something that does not change. And from the Hindu perspective, that is the ultimate reality. So when we talk about God, 
here we talk about our Brahman that is the ultimate unchanging reality. So God himself does not experience time because God is unchanging. But the created world is inevitably wrought with changes. So time arises in the physical phenomenal world and in that sense one might say that God created time. God is more a witness in this worldview to what is happening. And the witness need not be subject to what is happening. When you see a movie, you see many interesting things happening. And there are emotions and conflicts. You may enjoy them, but you are not subject to what is actually happening, the pain and pleasure that you see happening in the world. How does this relate to modern physics? All the laws of physics are what one calls invariance. They don't change with time or space. From the Hindu perspective, there is a world which disappears eventually. It is called the Kshara world or that which disappears. And there is something called Akshara or that which does not disappear, which is permanent, always there. That corresponds to the laws of physics. And of course, one goes a step further. The universe has an essence, and that's what one calls Brahman. And that essence is never seen. It's like the energy within the molecules of the food. In the same manner, therefore, the divine or the supreme or the undergirding principle in the universe is changeless with time. That, that is a view, one might say. So the Hindu view is that because God is not changing, God does not experience time. Maybe God and time can be subject to science. Robert John Russell thinks they can. Bob is founder of the Center for Theology and the Natural Sciences in Berkeley. We meet in my home in Pasadena, California. Bob, if we believe God is a creator, we must assume that God created time, no? Yeah, I think the basic point since Augustine is that God creates time, God doesn't create in time. Creating in time assumes there's some sort of temporality in which God chooses a moment to create. But that's got lots of theological problems with it, philosophical problems and scientific problems. What's really interesting is saying God creates time then allows for a kind of connection to Big Bang cosmology where it looks like the universe had a beginning, which was not a temporal beginning, but a beginning of time. Now, take that t equals zero away with inflation, quantum cosmology, what do you have left? Well, interestingly, you have a perspective in which you can combine the two, God creating time and in time. In Hawking's bowl model of the universe, the early universe is a spatial model. It's not, it's not temporal. The universe slowly becomes t temporal almost fractal-like as it evolves. It's an amazing example of how, if you are in conversation with cosmology, you really can have an interaction which really is creative. There is no t equals zero. It's hard to say God creates time. But if you mean God creates space-time, which is the Hawking model, within which there's the evolution of temporality, you can say, you can combine the two concepts theologically. God creates time in time. That is, you can say God creates space-time which is not an act in time, it's a creation of space-time, that's the whole universe, within which God creates time as the universe goes from space-like to temporal. 
And does that solve the old question that why did God wait so long to create the universe? Absolutely. <laughs> it wasn't a while, so long for God to wait. So if God created time, Leibniz's question is answered. There was no time before time. God could not have created the universe sooner. If God exists, God's relationship to time probes deeply. I see four possibilities. One, God exists in time and experiences time, but is everlasting into the past and everlasting into the future. Two, God created time but does not exist in time. God sees all time at once, an instantaneous, colossal vision. Three, God was not in time prior to creation, but when God created time, God entered time. Four, God has his own time, God time which differs wildly from human time, in that God time somehow has order and sequence of events, but no measurable duration or marked intervals. If I believe in God, don't believe in God, not sure about God, when I push God and time, I see the shadow of the infinite. I feel the pulse of reality, and I come closer to truth. To watch complete conversations with over 100 of the world's leading thinkers on cosmos, consciousness, and God, visit our website, closertotruth.com.